Peter, you are bring very. There's a lot of intro and outro material. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Peter. I know you were on all the intros and outros, but because you just say stuff that is just perfect for the intros and outros. Which <laughs> you come up with? You know what really annoys me? Trebuchet. <laughs> Trebuchets are just a type of cat, like stuff like that, and it's just like. It's a bit stupid. Um, the cannon is the superior siege weapon. Yeah, obviously. Good morning and welcome to the Poorly Informed Podcast, the premier podcast of discussing useless and irrelevant topics with occasionally some which actually might not be useless or irrelevant, but I'm not sure we actually do many of those. And even if they're like an important topic, we'll probably make it useless anyway. Um, I'm here with Theo, Max and Will, very handsome men, and uh, this episode we are discussing should humanity pursue immortality. Um, So immortality is obviously not dying, and as well as not dying, I'm also, I'm going to say not aging as well. So let's say you say as like a 25 year old, you're not... My my entire yeah. argument for this whole thing has just uh, <laughs> gone down the drain. Can we can we not say that? <laughs> we can have two scenarios. <laughs> One where you stay as a twenty five year old without any degenerative diseases like dementia, and the other where Max's argument actually means something. No, I've got another one. Don't worry, I can <clears throat> kind of be involved. Um, yeah. So throughout history, like emperors and rich people have always wanted to live forever because. Lots of people don't like the idea of dying. You know, didn't have like Chinese emperors drink random things, from, just made of everything in case it would make them immortal, and it didn't work. But with technology, like actually getting good with gene altering technology, the fact we are eradicating diseases constantly, there is potentially a chance that within our lifetime or the lifetime of our children, that immortality could exist. Yeah, don't they say that the first person to live for? However long has already been born. For however long? Wow! <laughs> it's a long number. I don't, I don't think it's forever. What about, it's like but it's like 30 or 140 years or something. Yeah, it's already been born. Probably. Yeah, so immortality. Do people like it? Has anyone got an opinion on it? No. Wait, no, you don't have an opinion? Or no, you don't like immortality? Well, obviously I've got an opinion on it. Otherwise I wouldn't be here, would I? But no, I'm against immortality. I think we've had enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... There's a case to be made for immortality and people rejecting death and saying we shouldn't just see that death is just thing that limits us. Um, I think there's different kinds of arguments. You've got moral arguments. We shouldn't live forever because it's wrong for whatever reason, often religious reasons. You sh- there's scientific arguments. You shouldn't live forever because we don't know what damage it will do for the body. Um, technical arguments. We shouldn't live forever because it will put too much strain on the world. So there's a whole variety of different angles to approach this question. It's quite well, an interesting question. Of those arguments you said, though, were, like, very negative. It, this makes me think that you're not in the living forever side. Yeah, a little bit. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose I'm falling into the trap here that many pro-immortalities, would you call them pro-immortalities? Um, you could as call them pro-life. Pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> Pro-choice and pro-life. Not um, inflammatory at all. No. I, I'm falling into trap here that a lot of pro-life people would like to say, oh, we only view death as bad because we've been conditioned 
to view it as bad, but I see death as necessary, and I see death as something that... Well, well you uh, better be for it, because I am otherwise... the uh, for member for uh, immortality, because I think, you know what, I enjoy life, I don't want to die, let's keep living, and if you can keep living, then why not? Because if you get to the point where, um, if you're getting old... Wait, hang on, which scenario we want? We start on scenario decrepit or scenario live forever? Live young. forever happy young. Live forever happy young. You know what? If I could be 25 forever, I think I would be 25 forever. Because 25-year-old me, happy, healthy, hopefully, and will go through life and enjoy... And, like, 25-year-old me will enjoy life, I hope. So I think that continuing to happen, I see no reason why it doesn't... Why it would, say, get worse... Um, as long as you deal with the obvious problems about now can't retire, are you now working for the rest of your life, which doesn't sound all that much fun, mm. and how a society would function when you just add more people and you can't take away, because the population would just explode even faster than it You'd currently You'd have to stop exploded. having children, wouldn't you? I mean, it would make children redundant. It would make perception and population yeah. redundant, wouldn't it? If, if, if immortality was available to everyone. Um, which, I suppose, in some ways is good, in some ways is bad. Um, you'd have a society that wasn't changing. If everyone became immortal at the same time, you'd have a society that wasn't changing. It'd just be static, um, both mentally and... Would it? Demographically. Yes. That was one of my main points. Well, two of my main points kind of covered there. One is in terms of population growth and how, yeah, you would have to stop people from having children because we're, we're already at the point where population is growing faster than people are dying. So, you know, predicted that there's going to be 9.8 billion people by 2050 wow. and 11.2 billion by uh, 2100. So if that keeps growing, if people don't die, die those numbers are keep, going to keep getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and... I don't think we have the resources or the infrastructure to support that number of people. Yeah, Matt could right because birth control methods, unless you have um, vasectomies or you um, permanently remove any capability of having kids, birth control methods are not 100%. Yeah. So and it would require the whole world to be sterilised yeah. if, you, if you've committed to a course of not having children. Yeah, which is obviously going to make people angry because people want kids. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the one-child policy in China, that didn't really work. People still had more than one kid. The birth rate would fall, like, massively, though. Would it? Because one of the main reasons for having kids is, I don't want to die, I want to live forever, I'm not really going to live forever, so I'll live forever through my descendants. I don't think so, because, like, it's no. not... Y- you live that in, is a common thing that people yeah, it's a common fa- feel. It's a common factor. I'd say the main one is that you want to, something to look after you want something else in your life to do rather than just work and, go and, home and religious sleep, motivations work. make a yeah. massive part of that so most catholics would say the main point of, of sex is to have, procreate and have kids mm-hmm. jacob reese mogg well-known catholic has like six children um because that as an, here's an example of a catholic who believes that it's part of his um destiny duty to have children and so how are you going to convince a billion catholics and um, two billion, one and a half billion Muslims that actually, it's just for the greater benefit if they stop having children. Yeah. Isn't one of his kids called Sixtus yeah, or something? Been, yeah. So I don't think we should really take his opinion on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would agree, but at the same time, because, um, yes, I think people will definitely be against that. Like, if people cannot have kids, of course there's going to be unhappiness. 
but it's better than the alternative of the population exploding anyway. And as we've seen in recent years in developed countries, the birth rate's gone way down. Um, there are some countries that are now actually shrinking in population in um, in terms of growth, um, death rate and birth rate, and only immigration is keeping the population stable or growing. So I, I think as if we all approached a Western kind of level of very, very high quality of life, it's absolutely possible that the decrease in birth rate would be enough to slow the growth rate to something manageable that we can plan for in long terms, so sort of a thousand years in the future, which if we're immortal, we will have to deal with. Also, swinging back to attack my own point, surely people are going to get ill and die in combat or die mm-hmm. because of accidents. So you've still got a natural death rate occurring that doesn't mm-hmm. need to be replenished. So a low level of, of, of a low birth rate um, maybe wouldn't be a bad thing. So wouldn't that make, in the event of, say, a lot, like World War Three or something, wouldn't that make the impact of that so much more devastating if there is a lower birth rate? Because if you look at, like, France after World War One, they had such, like, the generation of people, like, was, like, 18 to 25, you know, men... Yeah, that age bracket decreased drastically, and then they had a quite a serious population problem going forwards. If they have even less people being born, that is going to be such a larger issue on a societal level. I mean, I'm hoping that World War Three doesn't happen. <laughs> Let's avoid. I had no. I mean, it would be. Yeah. You're showing hesitancy over the idea that World War Two Three shouldn't happen. I mean, yeah, using the theoretical idea of having a potential third World War to as an argument against anything is, I think, kind of... Are you saying there's not going to be a large-scale war in the future? Bearing in mind, we'll be immortal, so that is a very long, large set, uh, length of time. You mean, uh, yeah, you're right. That's an interesting question, actually. If you're immortal, would countries be more or less likely to be involved in a war? Because if I, if I think, if when I look at my life, right, it's sort of 100 years max kind of thing down the line, that's all I have to think about. If now I have to plan for... A million di- years down the line how does that change what I think about climate change for instance or resources because I know I, I'm personally going to need them long into the future so maybe that would actually increase fighting over resources because mm. they're trying to secure them for literally the rest of time yeah. as or, it were you mentioned climate change that's a good argument for if people were mortal definitely the people in charge would take more it like care more about climate change. Yeah. Or you could also extend that just to general political decisions. People would make better long-term choices. Or or would they? Because humans have a very poor short-term memory, so we struggle to remember, um, you know, several months ago, several weeks ago, how we behaved, what we did, so we don't retain the information of ourselves. And so would you forget that you were once pro-climate change? Would you forget that to behave in a certain way, would you become harsher, more derogative, more derogatory towards other people? Would your behaviours change and become twisted um, because you've been living so long that this wasn't this continuous drive to change and improve? I don't think it would because your opinion still stays relatively similar over time. So although you may not be be able to remember specifically what you thought about this exact issue two years ago or say 20 years ago, not sure about that, haven't lived 20 years, don't know why I thought 20 years ago. But you may not be able to remember exactly what you thought, but it's generally, you know, your opinion will probably still be along the same lines unless you've had some kind of, you know, pivotal change in your opinion, which is quite rare. opinion flip-flops every 30 minutes. So I'm presented with evidence that makes me change my mind and 
makes my new opinion better and more informed than my old one. Well, informed is one thing we can't have on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, what I would say is that generally, I think as you get older, I'm, whether you get wiser or not, I, I don't know. I, as much as I feel bad because I'm actually defeating my own kind of side here but if we think about I hate to bring it back to this but the Brexit vote for instance (laughs) when as people got older they start voting a certain way they start thinking a certain way what happens when the entire population is doing that I mean what happens when all these young students sort of left-wing students now start to get older and this gradual shift to the right as it always happens but then if the entire society does that and continues to do that forever it might just never stop. You might just get people so entrenched in their positions because they believe this, they have believed this for a thousand years and they are never going to change. I mean, a lot of it would have to do with the fact that as you get older, you have fixed assets, you have more to lose from voting in a government that would challenge that, whereas you vote in the Conservatives, they promise to defend the fact that you have property and the fact that you have a good pension, the fact you have a good salary. Um, So as you become immortal... Do you accumulate more wealth or do you value it less? And so if you value it less, you're more likely to be a left, uh, not radical, you're more likely to go left and devote greater benefits for everyone. Or are you more likely to value your assets and your wealth in in tangible, I keep saying assets, intangible assets over time? Is is that going to increase or are you just going to gradually... So a main motivation, or not a main one, just a pretty important motivation for left-leaning beliefs is trying to make society better for the generation after you. But if there is no generation after you because of, you know, um, forced low birth rights, you know, regulation and stuff, I don't think people are going to have as much of a motivation to want to make society better. So I think they'll focus on more private gain, which would lead to, you know, that sort of shift to the right. And also, if there is no younger generation coming through with new opinions, you want to innovate, you want to change society for what they believe is the better, then you are going to have sort of a stagnation in politics of people will always believe just the same thing. So you've mentioned stagnation a couple of times. Everyone's mentioned stagnation a couple of times. They're saying, oh, but what about everyone will be stuck? You know, new, no new ideas would come in. Nothing would change. Everyone would, like... So you're thinking technology, society would sort of slowly begin to stop advancing because the same people are doing the same things for hundreds of years. Well, because it's taken us thousands of years because our entire lives are now geared towards the fact that we will die one day. So that's why we have our education at the start, move on to jobs and a period of rest at the end. It's taken thousands of years to learn that, to condition ourselves to that. You can't unlearn that in a lifetime. Well, I mean... What I'm thinking is... Well, you, if your lifetime's very long. You yeah, there, <laughs> I just realised. Instead, so say you get educated, you become uh, an engineer, and then you do engineering for 50 years. You know, you come top of your field and you advance humanity and you bring new ideas to the table. And then after 50 years, you're like, I'm bored of being an engineer. You retrain, you go back to school, it doesn't matter, everyone's 25, so everyone looks the same. And you become a ballet teacher. And then you, you go and bring new things to being a ballet teacher. Because you can do that. You live forever. You can relive your life, essentially. You can reinvent yourself as a new person. And each person can take their own like ideas and ingenuity to every single possible field. I yeah, the spread of information would be tremendous. Like, you would have people coming from all sorts of walks of life into other parts and spreading sort of their expertise and their knowledge. And people would have more time to do this as well. Because if you can live forever... 
you're probably able to spend more time on pet projects because you can work on them for an hour a week and over a million years you'll get something done. So I, th I think that saying all um, progression would stop is wrong because I don't think it's just the young and the new ideas that are um, the entirety of human progress. I think that people naturally like to make progress and while it might not be the same accelerated rate, I think it would continue to happen. But that's a very idealistic viewpoint. Not everyone is in the job they're in because they enjoy it. Lots of people do not enjoy their jobs and would like to do something else. However, they do not have the money to maybe, you know, take time out and search for another job or don't have the money to go and get retrained. So this would still be a problem um, if you lived forever, except you'd have people stuck as, I don't know, a cashier or a bin man or something for thousands of years just because they do not have any transferable skills to go into another industry or the financial sort of assets to get retrained. So you work, as, you work as a bin man for 100 years. Yeah. Hopefully, and you don't have to... You probably die from the diseases and the regular contact with weight. You know and the then who want... else would want to change to be a bin man? You if, can... if you have this upward mobility of people moving out of these lower and you know less favourable jobs, no one who is a college professor is going to choose to then go and be a bin man so you're going to have the government will be like oh wait we we need bin men we need you know the lower less skilled jobs you'd have them forcing people into those roles which is a form of slavery i, I mean eh. <laughs> I, i'm hoping that with this advanced immortality and like future life we're living that there will be some some form of ai to <laughs> yeah. You're taking too many assumptions here. You say the assumption of there being a third world war is bad to argue our points, but there's going to be some kind of all-powerful AI. I did think of this, and I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm very hypocritical. But like, okay, so you make you make some sense there. People might not, be, well, no one would want to like downgrade essentially. Not that we're not knocking bin men. You know, if they enjoy it, they enjoy it, and that's your life. But just I mean, just saying. Yeah. So there is if it's just upward mobility, then. There's no, there's not going to be a base floor eventually, and there needs to be a base floor. So that's that. You make a good point. However, I feel like you could easily argue that we currently have too many people working in primary or secondary industries, and, and you've got an infinite amount of time to work out how to solve the problem of having women. Yeah, you do, and because you have so much time. Like, don't get me wrong, I imagine the first, like, a thousand years are probably quite difficult because people will want to maintain what they have and not lose any of it. But I think it would be naive to assume that society wouldn't change, uh, wouldn't adapt at all to suddenly people not dying. And I think collectively, as a society, it would push for the betterment of... the be Is that a word? Betterment, yeah. 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 It would push for the betterment of everyone because you have to adapt to there being um, people who can't die and that would how it would be because i mean human society is adapted to all sorts of different scenarios and you can we can live in the antarctic we can live in the deserts we survive and we adapt to each one and i think that our current society societal setup isn't rigid enough to lock us into this like capitalistic kind of set path where things can change things can go completely differently and i think they can get better yeah that's a, like a really good point it uh, gives you meaning to the economic long term, doesn't it? Yeah, and society adapts insanely quickly. So four generations ago, or five generations ago, my like great-great-great-grandparents probably were farmers. 
in some muddy field, didn't know how to read, didn't know, couldn't like count to four, um, just without any education. You know, they had 12 kids and eight of them died. Uh, they went, they had a king as well, they had a king who actually did things, you know. Um, and since in that, like, in that relatively short amount of time, society has changed such an, like, an unbelievably large amount, I can easily see it doing it again for, like, another large change, such as everyone becoming mortal. I'm gonna, yeah, that's fair enough. I'm gonna throw in a new argument. So we talk about logistical difficulties, but inherently that's quite a weak argument, because you can easily say in the infinite long term, nothing is certain, everything can be overcome eventually. So I'm going to approach it from a new angle. I'm going to look at it from a moral slash religious angle because, you know, uh, what am I doing if I'm not forcing my religious views on people? Um, <laughs> so what what I think you have a big problem doing is talking to religious groups who, I think it's worth reminding, are a majority in the world and saying, okay, a lot of what you believe is about overcoming death, um, particularly in Christianity and in Islam, um, saying there's something beyond, saying there's meaning to the relatively short lives that we have, and saying, actually, we're going to invalidate that, and instead we're going to have an infinite life, and we're going to take the decision upon ourselves to say, okay, yeah, that's fair, we can play God, quote-unquote, and give ourselves an infinite lifespan. And to me, that seems a little bit wrong. It seems unnatural, because we have been from the start of our conception, whether it was natural, whether it was from God, otherwise, creatures that live to die, effectively. And so how are you going to overcome this religious, this moral idea by removing death? What's the point? And how are you going to overcome the idea that there's anything better, anything beyond death? Because if you don't die, there's no heaven, basically. I mean... I think no one's ever going to suggest at any point that they're going to be held down and forced to be made immortal. There aren't going to be like immortality squads running around, <laughs> just injecting someone with the immortality drugs, like, ah, you're immortal now, and then running away. Like, I think, I'm, if I was in charge of the world and I had this immortality drug and I was about to give it to people, I would say, who wants to be immortal? And then everyone would put their hands up, they would become immortal. People who didn't want to be immortal, for whatever reason, moral or like religious, they don't have to be immortal. No, no, that's fair enough. But what I'm saying is the whole principle, whether there are religious groups existing or otherwise, the whole principle of it, are you not denying the point of human existence, which is to die? Are you subverting something metaphysical, something spiritual, which means that human life is worth something? If you stretch it out to an infinite period of time, do you make it worth less? In no way is the point of human existence, like, to die. Because if it it's was... It's to procreate, which we've already established that we're going to stop that from happening <laughs> no, as well. It is to keep the, our genes alive. And the best way to do that at the moment is currently by having many babies. If you live forever, the best way to do it is just to stay alive and not die. But then that's the biological way of looking at it. But if you look at it from the religious angle, I think this is one thing where different people will just have different opinions because of their fundamental worldview. If you believe that your like the value is in the afterlife, then death is an immensely important thing to you. If you don't believe there's anything afterwards and you don't believe in a god or anything like that, then death is just a mere biological occurrence that kind of just happens naturally. And therefore, living forever is just living forever. It's that simple. A life that just goes on. Um, so I, I think that's one thing where 
it would be really interesting to see if you presented everyone in the world with an option to live forever, how many people would actually take it? Because if it fundamentally disagrees or is doesn't sit well with your worldview, are you going to... It, what's going to crack first? Are you going to... Maybe some people, if they're motivated by, by more a fear of death, would actually, the immortality, they think, okay, I'll do it. Or would other people see it as something sort of so wrong and so playing God, as it were, that they couldn't stomach it. And I think that would be a really interesting thing to see how people would react to it. Mm. And also, what what career do you want to go into, Will? Uh, some sort of computer science. I'm asking you, because I know the other two have no idea. Um, so oh, Fat stacks. That's my career. <laughs> 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 um, no, so, so say, you want, say one wants to go into computer science, not using you as an example. If you got, if you know you've got an infinite amount of time to do that, we know what humans are like. We're particularly lazy. Are you in any way going to be driven to take up that career? Because you can just constant. I mean, infinitely say, "I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year." Whereas, because you know you're going to die in eighty years, you have an implicit back of the mind drive. Okay, so I'm going to go to university. I'm going to get the qualifications. Okay, so I am going to start looking for jobs now. Okay, this job's not the one I want, but I can use it to get education. I can use it to push me onwards. Um, so I'm just having midlife crisis. I just realised that I'm going to die at some point, and it's it's messing me up. <laughs> I was like, um, damn, live to eighty. I'm like, what? Are you going to change your mind? I am. <laughs> I want to live forever. Um, Okay, so I need to go to university. Okay, so I've got this job. It's not what I want, so I'm going to leave it and I'm going to find a better one. Okay, I'm in a job. I'm loving it. I'm getting promoted. I'm getting better salaried. I'm really enjoying this. Okay, so I've retired. Now I can spend time with my grandkids. Where is the driver for all of that if it's not time? For me, I would just say I've got two parts to this. First of all, I would say that there's intrinsic value in doing something that you enjoy. And I think it doesn't matter even though it, you have got forever to do it, if you enjoy doing it and you find it challenging, you find it interesting, doing that is a sort of, to, for me, that's a valuable thing, so I would do it anyway. On the second bit, I have just discovered what I would do if I was immortal, and that would be literally procrastinate forever. So you may have taken my wind out of my sails a little bit there, because I would just procrastinate forever, which is something I hadn't thought about, actually. So No, I didn't yeah. think about it until 10 seconds ago. I mean... Permanent procrastination. You said what's motivating you, because it isn't the fear of death. You've got infinite time to do whatever. I would still say the fear of living like a crap life. If you don't get a job, if you don't work, then you won't have any money with which to procrastinate infinitely with. But, I mean, that's already a fear at the moment. Fear of having a crap life, but it still doesn't seem to drive people. It does drive a lot of people. It does. I would say... Okay. Yeah, that's probably my more biggest important drive to, to me. Okay, I hold my hands up and I will say my more. But again, it does depend on the people. Yeah. It depends on what motivates people. Because if it's family that motivates people, that people want to get a better job so they can provide for their family, if they've got no... Because obviously kids are expensive, so lots of people will wait to have kids until they have a good job where they can sustain a family of four, five, ten, or whatever. Um, if, you take, if you've taken out kids, I feel like I keep going back to the point that we're not letting people have children, and that's going to make people very unhappy. So in, if you do that, there's then people are not going to want to... Obviously, it's not the main reason everyone strives to get promoted or whatever, but it is definitely a factor. I mean, if someone said to me, Peter, do you want to be immortal, but you never get to have kids? I'd like, shake their hand. Yes, sir. Yeah, but not everyone's like you, no, thankfully. You could offer... 
immortality with the caveat that you can't have kids. So then you have the people who do want kids. Are they like some subhuman, they're like some uh, below class because they're not living forever? So they're going to live, they're going to have kids, their kids are going to live, their kids are then going to have kids, or choose immortality. So you're going to have this low, well, I'm going to say lower class because they would probably be perceived as lower because, I mean, hey... They probably have less money because they haven't lived forever to Yeah, they have less money. Uh, you're not going to live very long, so your opinions don't really matter. So you're going to have them below the immortal people having kids, and then eventually they will be taken advantage of. I think society would change to adapt. If everyone became immortal, society would change. People would still want kids. People may still have kids, but you would have kids at 400 instead of 25. So then you've got a problem of external population or uh, exponential population growth. Uh, yeah, I mean, accidents will still kill quite a few, I guess. So then, <laughs> but not enough, because we've already got this problem where there is a higher birth rate than death rate. So you want to say you want to take away safety standards from everything, so more people die oh, in yeah, accidents yeah. to control the population. Um, Do that in hot puzzles. <laughs> accidents that kill people. Yeah, 2.5% of deaths each year from car accidents, right? Those are rookie numbers. We should pump those up. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be getting at least half. Yeah. But then wouldn't it make them that much more tragic? Because if the only deaths are accidental deaths oh, now, yeah. every accidental death every is... Every funeral... I mean, funerals are already painful. Every funeral, if you were immortal, would be absolutely like... It would destroy you. Plus, you'd yeah. have so many people going to them. Because if you live forever, <laughs> you meet so many people. So you're, and you're going to have such like an extended family. You have a funeral day to ha- hold in like a football stadium. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe fine because no one would die. So it'd be really rare. It'd be so. a great moment for networking. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I think using, like, having, your problem with immortality is going to be large funerals. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's all the other ones that I've been saying. Yeah, I think, obviously, you've made good arguments. I mean, I'm meant to be an unbiased host, but... Clearly, I like immortality, and I think the biggest argument of for immortality, and I'm pretty sure Will would agree with me here, is I don't want to die. Will, do you want to die? No. I'm like, pretty sure about dying. Actually, though, if someone came up to you and was like, Theo, you're going to die tomorrow, would you be upset? I'd be upset, but I would... No, no, I you'd would... be upset. And no, but I, was... no, I would be upset, but it wouldn't... I mean, obviously, I can die tomorrow. There's not a huge amount of emotion I could go through. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't be like, oh, my days... Uh, what, what what sort of existential crisis can you have <laughs> that compared to that? But I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd have an existential crisis behind it because my personal beliefs say that there's something more than that. Yeah. That, that Okay, sure, I've had a short life. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going on to something greater. But, so but, I honestly, I don't think I'd be but, too... There is also a difference between dying young and dying at 80 years old. At... At say you die at twenty, right? You have then that you have not had very many years alive to do what you want to. But if you die at eighty, you've had a lot more time to travel, to go do jobs, to watch make, Netflix and yeah. read books and stuff. But also, which court sort of goes into a different point of if you're living forever, you're gonna have to work forever. Do you want to work forever? No, you make good points. Um, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about. Like what you could say, because obviously at some point, say you're twenty thousand years old, you've seen everything, and you are just like I've I've had enough. I'm, the tourism industry would be gone after a while. N- no, no, it wouldn't. But okay. No, it, okay, it would drastically decrease. I mean, I I go to the same place every year on holiday. So. <laughs> yeah, but not not everyone is you. Not everyone does the same thing every year. Not everyone is okay with that. But I mean, if you haven't been somewhere for thirty thousand years, you think, oh, it might be time to pop. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, um, 
I would say that euthanasia would be legal. Some form of euthanasia. Because yeah. eventually, eventually, everyone gets sick of living, and everyone would die. Yeah, but just have but anyway. So your your cure for death would end up with everyone dead. How so? Wait, so what is it's if you want to kill yourself, you've got to have kids, then you can no, die. No, 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 you can legally kill yourself. You can legally kill Max, yourself. We're doing an amazing job arguing this. We're, we're doing far better than I thought we were. No, I know this is probably the best I've ever argued yeah. on this podcast. This <laughs> is because you really want to die. Is that <laughs> Euthanasia, it's legal, and yeah. you just go to a clinic and say, I am X years old, I want to die. I'm like, fair enough. Are you sure? Like, yes. I'm like, give it a week if you're still, give it a year. <laughs> give it a year if you're still sure. And I pop back in, like, uh, yep. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I mean, <laughs> you would, like, that'd be dead. Bam. But I wouldn't say you, you'd never run out of people because you can already clone people that can't. You, you already have the technology to clone people. Well, I don't think we haven't ever tried it. No, we, we don't. We clone dogs all the time, though. We I, don't, I think it's one of those things that if we're assuming we're immortal, I think cloning isn't too far uh, yeah. out of the uh, um, other side. But then it depends on the nature of the clones, because if you clone them with the same memories, then do you just end up with someone who thinks they're to, like 200,000 years old and just wants to die? So, mm. Or do you create? Yeah, or do you clone movies. people and then they are like children again then they grow up so isn't like just general cloning that we have now yeah, where yeah. It isn't it true memory? we don't know where memories are stored in the brain or making like that so if you clone if you make a clone out of biological matter they might not have the memory yeah, no, well, well they, they won't because it's on cells rather than brain yeah. but also oh, yeah. you have these clones say, say you're cloning these people to do the jobs that no one else wants to do because people, no, kill, no, people no, have no, killed no. themselves right you create clones so that is slavery and that is bad you are advocating no. slavery well okay I mean you would never run out of people There'd still always be people who could just have kids. Like... You forget your friends, though. Like, after 10,000 years, like, we'd have forgotten each other. That's fine. I would make more friends. I would... If I... Oh, look at him, Mr. Popular over here. <laughs> so, if I lived forever, every 100 years, I would essentially start my life again. What? Well, but then... I would move somewhere new if I could. I would... No, you wouldn't lose friends. You'd forget us. You'd forget we existed. I'm fine with that. Oh, cheers, Peter. <laughs> that... That's no matter. You know when you say something and you think that's really normal and then you realise that's actually... Like, <laughs> no, that's would, not would okay. Would you be okay with just restart, forgetting everything, blank yeah. slate, but you have all these memories you have... Say you get married, right? And your spouse is still alive. What do you do then? Do you just go, oh, sorry, we're divorced now, I'm starting again? Or do you have... Can, can sure you not... You could reach an amicable agreement with your wife after 400 years of getting married and say... Yeah, I think I'm going to restart my life and change my name, move to, like, I don't know, Brazil. I mean, saying you're bored of someone and want learn, to move on very rarely ends well. Learn Portuguese. I'll change my name and learn Portuguese. I'll be Raul. I want to learn to speak Brazilian Portuguese. Pedro, I you, you could have just said Pedro. Pedro, yeah, that's much better. Yeah, and then grow up there. And I would definitely constantly restart my life. Like, you could have attachments to someone, but because, like, we live for such a short amount of time, basically... Your, any attachment you have is almost like your entire life I you can still have a long lasting and meaningful attachment like it doesn't a long lasting meaningful attachment doesn't have to last forever but then then we come back to a point relationships are made to last a normal life they're not made to last pure mortality so is a relationship worth anything if you're trying to stretch it out over 40,000 years yes <laughs> no, no it's not it's a rhetorical question the answer is no you cold hearted freak no you can have a you can have a relationship for 100 years. It can be very meaningful, very powerful for those 100 years. Well, clearly not if you forget after yeah, 100 no, but, years. Well, let's ignore the... It's not like 100 years past and you'd instantly forget it. I'd say that 
relationships generally degrade over time. So say, f- like, friendships. Over time, like, yeah, you might get really close, but then eventually, due to, like, different priorities, like, say you want to work more, you want to do something else, you will generally start drifting apart, maybe. And then, like, yeah, you can go back together. But just generally, if you've known someone for ages, um, you there's a possibility that you will fall out with them. So I think that that might happen. If you live forever, every tiny, slight thing that someone does, eventually, after, say, 10,000 years, it might get a bit annoying. Like, you wearing a hat indoors. It's already <laughs> annoying me, and you've only been doing it for, like, 10 <laughs> minutes. It's a behind your ears. It's a hat that's made to go over your ears, and you're sticking... You look like a mutated elf. That's, I'm fine with looking... I'm confident in my body. This is my house, take it off. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, another point with, with relationships not matching us more than a lifetime do you reckon people will just start going insane can the human mind cope with more than 100 years yeah. of existence so you say you'd have memory? you'd have too many memories that's why you'd restart your life I'm drawing on my Doctor Who knowledge here so <laughs> yes. two examples of semi-immortal creatures so one Captain Jack Harkness who is rumoured to have eventually turned into the face of Bo and he dies well yeah then he dies but after like 5,000 50,000 years I can't remember the exact um, so at that point you forget who you are you I mean he ends up with just a massive face he goes from human to big face yeah how does that happen is I that don't know. Okay. Um, and he forgets and he becomes new and that's it's really sad um, and the second example is the botched Peter Capaldi series um, series 9 where they have um, played by Game of Thrones actress lady um, I don't know what her name is oh, uh, start. Maisie Williams Maisie Williams um, who becomes a shielder and then has to keep books of all her memories because she can't, simply can't retain them. Um, she's got a massive library full of a diary, a di- diary every day since pre um, since pre Roman because um, she can't retain them and she forgets who the Doctor is when he pops up in her life. And as superficial and as fantastical as those examples are, I think they're realistic enough to suggest yes, after this time we forget and we so- go mad. Who, who, I, so then are you the same person then? So why are you living forever if you're going to remember what you were at the start? during your current, like, like the present, you're happy, right? You don't, I don't need my memories of you to be happy if I have other memories and other, ha- like, a happy life. If Will, uh, not Will, Theo, Theo brought up Doctor Who, I'm going to go oh, one step nerdier and bring up Warhammer 40k. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's, like, three steps nerdier. Yeah. Many steps nerdier. <laughs> You have the Eldari, the space elves, basically. They live forever. Yeah. And in their life... Like the bad guys? Essentially, no, they're, good, they're the good elves. Oh, right. Uh, You're going to have to break this down for us analysts. Okay, now. good elves basically live forever. And what they do, they will live their life, they will have relationships, they will have kids, they will do one job, become the best at their job they could ever be, and then just give it up and start it again. And not start their life again. They'll forget their old life, So if you base this entire argument on Warhammer... Yeah, I've got two points... One, Warhammer's not very realistic at all. And two, who would want to do the same job for the rest of their life? We've already talked about this. You, because you'd restart no, your life. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, I forgot what my point was. My point was, who would want to give up? Like, not everyone wants to give up their whole life after X number of years. I would happily... I know I said it before. I don't care about you guys. In the super long term, if I know I'm going to live forever, I know eventually I'll forget you. I'll probably, like, t- keep a picture. Like, oh, I'll look back and I think... Who are they again? Oh, okay, it doesn't so, matter. I'm happy. Can I have a to kick Peter out? Yeah. Form. Okay, so next week there's only going to be three of us here. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, like, do you remember every time you've interacted with another person, like, forever? Like, 
if you look back 10 years ago, you probably knew some of the people you're great friends with today, but do you remember those interactions? Mm. And it's like, the thing about starting your life again is even if you lose all the memories, your current consciousness that has been going unbroken, except for sleeping, I guess, throughout your life is continuing. And, and that's kind of the goal to keep your current consciousness in this present moment happy. And if you can do that, you have succeeded. Even if yeah. you forget things in the past, if the current consciousness is happy, you are doing well. Oh, but okay, fine. I could. I wouldn't want to make this. I wouldn't want to attack that point, but that make this a metaphysical debate. So I'm not yeah, yeah. To. I think final point for me is what's past. Enough. <laughs> 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 Ow. Um, yeah. Okay. So everyone happy? Anyone wanna? Um. Yeah. I, I just had a little point about kind of disease. So sort of like dementia or something. No, or are we no, assuming we've cured all we've, of this? We've no really degenerative got, diseases. No, no age-related diseases. Okay. Um, so final summation point. No, no, no. Oh. I just want to. I just want to go back onto this. I'll keep no, interrupting no. well because I'm annoying. So at this point, say after a hundred thousand years, okay, you get in an accident, you like break your arm really badly. It's never the same again. After another hundred thousand years, you do the same to the other arm, and then so eventually you'll have all of your limbs and everything will be in like really crippled states. Like maybe you lose an arm, like your arm gets chopped off, or in some kind of freak accident that happens only once every thousand years but obviously you're living for multiple thousand years. So you will gradually degrade over time, which is bad. Well, as Will was saying earlier, if you can cure immortality, you can probably cure broken arms good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's probably one of the lesser of our worries. So, so all of these problems we have with it, we'll just come up with a way to fix them, so there's no problems. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I reckon we won. Yeah. We won. Peter, we won. No. Theo, <laughs> got it eventually. He's already forgotten. He's been living 10 minutes <laughs> since we talked about it. He's already yeah, forgotten. so that's Max. You're not allowed to say anything else. You've had a final point. Theo? <laughs> um, I think there is more concerned with um, living for an infinite amount of time. I think the human consciousness, the human body is made for it. Probably could have talked about that some more, but I didn't. Um, but, hey, so... Yeah, I think we've got to consider those problems, those questions, whether, whether not whether biologically we can do it, but whether mentally and spiritually we can do it. So those are definitely some real pressing questions that we don't seem to think about nearly as much. I think we should, because if you can keep that stream of consciousness happy as it's going along, I think you've succeeded, you're happy at life, and that's all you need. And if you're not, you can just end it. And if you're living forever and you decide that's not for you, there is a way to change that. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think we should tr- try and be immortal. I think I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing Personally, could possibly go wrong. Wait, so would you not take the immortality? Just final thing. Theo, would you take the immortality potion? No, no, I wouldn't. Max, would you take the immortality potion? I would, because I'm selfish, but I would probably kill myself after a while. Will? I would take the immortality. I would definitely take it. But that's because we're selfish and on yeah, an individual yeah, level we're thinking about. It's on a society level. I'm a bit that philanthropic kind-hearted, open-hearted individual, clearly. Well, thank you. Um, I've been poorly informed. I know everyone else definitely has been. Uh, this was our immortality discussion, and Theo's about to say where you can reach us if you should want to. Nicely remembered. Yeah. So, you can comment. If you're listening on our Podbean page, you can comment on there. If you're listening on our iTunes, you can comment or drop us a review on there. You can email us with ideas, feedback, criticism. We would love some criticism um, at poorlyinformeddiscussion at gmail.com. You can get our website, poorlyinformedpodcast.wordpress.com. And if you want to tweet in comprehensible rage at us at our Twitter, 
you may well do that. So get to us at Typhon Paul Inform Podcast and we should be there on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great did we say good morning at the start? You didn't say good morning. Yeah. I was gonna point it out, but I didn't want to interrupt his flow. It's uh, not the morning, can you wait twelve hours before you listen to this? Wait, no, but I should at the start, shouldn't I? Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Max is looking at no, like no, googling debating points and it's on this conservative website or something and one of the debates they suggested was are Catholics Christians? <laughs> I'm like wait 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 wait, wait.